0: This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda Senior Market Analysts from across the world. And this morning, it's Craig Earlham in London. Good morning, Craig. How are you doing?
1: I'm really good, Johnny. How are you?
0: Very well, thank you. Let's start with the overnight story from the US with the Senate passing that $1 trillion infrastructure bill. The plan is to upgrade America's transport system. That's a big win for President Joe Biden and the Democrats, isn't it, Craig? Although uh, they now want to move on to the next stage, which is more money with further infrastructure deals.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a big win for the Democrats, but I also think it's a win for the Republicans as well. This is very much something that's had bipartisan support for quite some time. Even Donald Trump um, uh, in in, in the last few years was talking about wanting to pass a big infrastructure package. So, but equally, I mean, while many have talked about it, it has been... Uh, it has been many 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 years in the making. so to actually get this over the line and to have such broad support for it is um, it is obviously a, a massive thing. It's got what 110 billion for roads and bridges, 73 for power grid, 66 for rail, etc. like these are massive investments across the country that many argue. And have argued for some time is is really in need to kind of upgrade the these the systems to where they ought to already uh, be and this is this was the non-contentious issue so this is like say this is the part that had m- uh, that did have bipartisan support. Uh, it was just about uh, organising the details uh, and trying to do so in such a way that doesn't um, significantly increase the debt load uh, and, and can be affordable. Uh, and now that that has been passed uh, in the Senate, then it then goes over to the House. We may have to wait a little bit longer because of um, because of various calls to uh, to kind of pass it alongside uh, the budget and that's what's now being uh, discussed in the Senate now this has very much a partisan issue this is something where you have Democrats voting one way and Republicans voting another way because we're talking about massive sweeping changes here. We're talking about a three point five trillion dollar uh, budget. We're talking about tax hikes on the wealthy, uh, tax cuts for the middle class, more social spending. Um, a massive. This. The, I mean, this is up there with kind of Trump's tax uh, cuts uh, a few years ago. The, in terms of just how partisan. It actually is, uh, and that seems to, um, and that's something that's now going to take really take the the centre stage now over the course of the next uh, couple of months um, as Biden tries to hit the ground running to a certain extent on his really ambitious economic agenda. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be many points of contention within this that's going to be sort of resolved over the course of the next few months. And we have to remember this is a massive partisan issue, as I've said, but it's not something that has Full Democrat support. There are moderates within the Democratic Party that are balking at the the the, the size uh, of the uh, of the budget. They are that are uncomfortable with some aspects of it and. They need all democrats on board in order to get this over the line so there is likely to be negotiations here and you imagine that there are going to be changes that are going to be made in order to gather support around that um to um for that kind of legislation to pass over the course of the next couple of months so that is going to take time uh, to work out and uh, i think the focus now is just on the fact that this infrastructure bill has passed uh one chamber It just needs to pass one more chamber. may take a little bit of time if they do decide to pass this alongside the budget, but uh, it's made a massive first step, and the second step just looks procedural. It's just a case of when rather than if.
0: And to make matters a bit more complicated, it's not just the centrist Democrats who've got some objections to the next tranche of spending, but uh, so-called progressive Democrats who want specific spending programs
1: yeah and that's always going to be the case when you're at the kind of the start of the negotiation process what they've effectively agreed on here is a broad outline of what they're after but that this is where the negotiations really begin um, uh, and and I, I imagine that these views are all going to be thrown around over the course of the next couple of months and then we'll start to see it whittled down to a bill that, uh, to, to a bill that actually has uh, a chance of passing both chambers but like I said one that's going to pass both chambers but without any republican support which is why all the details um, are going to have to be ironed out very uh, very gradually over a long period of time to make sure that every democrat's on board effectively
0: let's talk crypto now craig and uh, we've had this huge breach of the poly network this is um hackers allegedly breaching the platform poly network extracting more than 600 million dollars this was on Tuesday. The company announced this on Twitter. It's the biggest ever hack in the decentralized finance space, and it is big cause of concern. What's the general view? I mean, they, I mean, almost jokingly, they said, "Can we have our money back, please?" I don't think that's going to happen.
1: I think they're effectively trying to back them into a corner. I mean, they, they, it, it, it's a staggering amount of money. It's it, it's an enormous hack and it's in a space that has become increasingly targeted as far as these hacks are concerned we've seen an enormous increase in 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 how much has been stolen uh, on the defi um network uh, over since even 2020 um so i mean this is a space that's quite clearly being targeted but the, the numbers we're talking about here are, are quite staggering um uh, and now becomes a process of trying to almost uh clean up the the mess Uh, and so for example tether has has frozen 33 million dollars worth of stolen uh of stolen tether now that's so that's that, that that's part of uh part that's kind of solved part of the problem but there's still a whole lot more to do and we're not talking about it's not it's quite so straightforward with regards to other coins to so just freeze them it, it is a case of blacklisting them making the the details known which is what they've done uh, and trying to effectively stop them withdrawing uh any of this and trying to um trying to block them at every at every passage it's about the community coming together uh in order to try and protect these funds because the problem is if you get hacks of this nature uh and we the hacks are happen but if you get hacks of this nature and you get hacks of this size and, um, and 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 there's nothing that can be done about that that's just going to raise massive questions around the security um, uh, and the protection of uh, of people's funds so you can really see the community coming together on this one and they're, they're effectively just trying to black up block all avenues uh, and force the return uh, of these funds ultimately and threatening criminal prosecution etc uh, because of the, the what's at stake here um, it, it's going to be fascinating to follow you imagine that o- over the course of time that uh, security and that the, these kind of hacks are going to become much 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 more difficult and even now you they're saying that this is not a uh, this this is a highly complex um situation that's kind of a vault something where a lot of planning a lot of time and a, a lot of effort has gone into uh, into planning uh, such 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 an event um it's just really interesting uh, and Well, I think what's also interesting is that, I mean, usually you see things happening in the crypto space and has an impact on Bitcoin, whether or not it's involved or not. But this really hasn't. Uh, And and I find that almost quite staggering. Then it kind of shows the resilience that we're seeing in, um, in, in Bitcoin right now like I say, not directly related. Um, so I, I don't want to kind of blur blur that at all, but we've seen before that um, it does tend to catch up both positively and negatively. Um, when Elon Musk says he owns Bitcoin, uh, Ethereum, and Dogecoin, it's not just those three cryptos that rally. It's it's, it's, it, it, it. we see broad moves across the space. So it was almost a bit surprising to see that the, the, the news of this hack didn't kind of take the wind out the sails a little bit of the space, maybe trigger some profit taking. Um, uh, and again, probably indicates that people do think this is very a very specific issue, um, but uh, it, it's certainly going to be a really interesting story to follow because at a time when the authorities are talking about regulation in the space, we've seen um, comments last week um, from the CDC with regards to regulated space, in particular the DeFi space. Um, uh, I think I think an event like this can only further fuel uh, that debate uh, and further. Um, intensify the, the need uh, as far as these uh, regulatory bodies are concerned to protect consumers uh, and to do what's necessary to put in place controls that make, uh, that, that, that mean that people are ultimately uh, protected. So as I say it's just going to be a really interesting one to follow uh, even if we're not seeing the, the, the kind of significant market impacts that maybe at one time we would have seen.
0: Okay, Craig, let's look ahead to the rest of today, and we've got some CPI data this afternoon.
1: We do, and uh, we do, it's not always the, a kind of piece of data that will get so much, so much attention, um, but obviously we're now at a time uh, when US inflation is very high. Uh, when the federal reserve is trying to determine whether this is uh, of transitory nature which currently believes it is or whether there's uh, something more concerning uh going on on the uh, inflation side of things uh, we're at a time when the economy is doing well when the labor market is quite clearly recovering as per last week's job support when the fed is t- moving ever closer to uh, announcing tapering which could come as early as next month so suddenly there is uh, extra scrutiny on the cpi data is this going to further incentivize policymakers to begin tapering are we going to see some signs within the data that that maybe something more permanent is taking hold um this is going to be the kind of standout release effectively of this week so it's both indicative of where we stand in the cycle but also of the week we're having we're in the midst of a probably a very quiet two or three weeks if i'm perfectly honest this summer period can often be relatively quiet um lower liquidity lower uh, uh with people obviously being away etc during the summer period but also you do tend to see maybe a little bit less news flow um uh, and it just feels like post nfp pre uh pre-jackson Hole could just be a bit of a quieter period and when we look at other markets have been equity markets have been uh so far this week it's it's very much highlighting just how Uh, quiet things are obviously that doesn't take into consideration the wild moves we've seen in commodity markets for example or cryptocurrencies Um, but uh, it's kind of indicative of both things really one um, how much focus is on the fed and tapering and two just how quiet these markets are that the the key release of the week is uh, a piece of cpi data
0: okay craig we'll speak to you again very soon thanks for joining us today
1: thank you The Oanda Podcast.